Welcome to this special bonus episode of the KBB Review Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Davis. This is the final instalment of our Insights 2023 series today. This has been a fascinating set of episodes where we talk to KBB industry leaders about their thoughts looking back at 2022 and where they think the opportunities, pitfalls and growth lie in 2023. It's a sneaky peek into some of the sharpest minds in the industry and we've been very lucky to get their views. This week I'm talking to Dominic Worsley, the head of appliance brand CDA. He took over the company a year ago with ambitious plans for growth and expansion, but let's be honest, the appliance market as a whole has not had an easy time of it this year. So how does he view 2022 as it draws to a close, and how is his confidence as he looks forward to 2023 for both CDA and the industry as a whole? But before we get into that... Make sure you don't miss any other episodes in this special series or indeed any episodes of the normal KBB Review podcast by following us in your podcast app of choice. You can find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or frankly, anywhere else you can get podcasts. And you can do that by simply searching KBB Review, all one word. And while you're there, you might as well give us a nice rating and review as it really does encourage others to give us a go and what a nice Christmas present that would be. Right, joining me now, as promised, we have Dominic Worsley from CDA. Hello, Dominic. How are you? Very well, thank you. Hello, Andrew. Hello to you. Now, let's get stuck right in because there's lots to talk about with CDA. But before we look forward to 2023, what's your assessment of 2022 as it draws to a close for both CDA and the industry as a whole? Because it's more or less your first anniversary, isn't it? It is, actually. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I joined in 1st of December last year. So yeah, my first anniversary. It's been what I would call a tumultuous year. I mean, nobody foresaw Putin invading Ukraine and, you know, the continuing effect that was then going to have on the challenges that the supply chain had had to face globally. But I think it's obviously exposed both retailers and manufacturers to some very challenging circumstances in how they manage stock and coming off the huge growth of COVID and then the delays in the supply chain caused by, amongst other things, the uh, ship in the Suez Canal. I mean, it created, I think, an unprecedented surge of supply at the beginning of the year. Lots of stories of hundreds of containers on the docks, if not more than that, you know, warehouses full, warehouse price of warehouse space. So it's been a pretty tumultuous year. I mean, you couldn't write it really, could you? So pretty tumultuous year, started to vaguely stabilise over summer. And then a certain lady called Liz Truss appeared, energy caps or not energy caps. And, and so just a kind of continuing instability. And of course, we need to see what happens now. But I think I think more than anything, people just want to understand what's coming. And then when they can understand that, then they can start to get to grips with it. Somebody was said to me once that uncertainty is a real problem, but people actually get used to uncertainty. But it's been an unprecedented level of uncertainty for sure. Yeah, and it's not just last year. You could argue it since that Brexit vote, there's been nothing but uncertainty going on. So it's almost hard to remember what normality looks like. Exactly. But the growth in home spending during COVID was phenomenal and there wasn't enough product around to actually take the full advantage of that. I think the growth was something like 500%. So, you know, there's been upsides in all that time. Those, of course, have placed pressure on businesses where they're trying to beat last year's numbers and all that sort of thing. But yeah, it's been a crazy period of time. Um, And I think, you know, all we can really say, looking back on 2022 and at this point, looking forward to the next couple of years, I think think that uncertainty is going to continue for a bit. But I think people will try and pin down the things that they're certain of. So when mortgage payments settle down, for instance, it gives you more certainty, all these sorts of things that have a major impact on your disposable income and are probably causing an immediate challenge 
in the market at the moment, almost as we speak. But I think that will settle down quite quickly as we go into 2023. Well, look, let's examine that a little bit. Do you think, therefore, that 2023 is going to be the year of stability, comparatively speaking? I mean, this stuff is still going on. There's still a lot of economic headlines happening. But as people in charge, the government, whoever it is, start to manage these things better, what are your predictions for what 2023 will look like? We're yet to understand full impact of where energy caps end up and all that sort of stuff. But come spring, when the weather gets warmer, and hopefully we have more foresight. Even with all the dire predictions over recession, we know that in recessions, people invest in their homes. So as far as you and I are concerned, I think people will start to look at where they want to spend their money. And one of the ways they want to spend their money is improving their home again. So I look back, actually, Andrew, at 2008, and I I should always name check Jane Barber at this point for a fantastic job she does on the data in the industry. But 2008 was a, obviously a massive crash, massive challenge for everyone. I think the kitchen industry shrank by only just under 10% actually in terms of number of numbers of kitchens installed, but it's still a huge market. You know, it's still a million kitchens a year. We'll have challenges from contracts and developers probably putting off or wanting to finish completions and then not and then build a bit more slowly and those sort of things. But I think it's very resilient because actually it's driven ultimately, if you put a new kitchen in your home, it's not only an emotional <laughs> reward, but it's also you know that it's a it's a great way to invest money and, and you'll get that money back. So my prediction is probably tricky first quarter. I like to think that it'll stabilise as we head into summer and autumn. It probably will be a contraction in the market for next year, but I think in 2024 it'll start to grow again. Yeah, and it's hard to know whether that's a contraction or a correction. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? Good point. You know. Yeah. So look, a lot of people listening to this, they're retailers, they're small business owners, and and you know a lot of them are very entrepreneurial. That's the nature of what they do. And so they'll be looking. Well, there might be some opportunity in this. So where do you think the opportunities are in twenty twenty three, as opposed to just kind of getting under the duvet and waiting until it all goes away? Where are the opportunities? Do you think? Well, I think it is in potentially looking at, you know, encouraging people. You know, maybe it's not whole kitchens, maybe it's doors, maybe it's bits of your kitchen if you've got less money. But I, I think this whole thing of getting great value. So, you know, whether it's the appliances you choose or the or the cupboards that you're putting in, there's some great brands in kitchen appliances and in furniture who can offer wonderful kitchens and spending a bit less money, you know, spending 10 and 15% less. And I think, you know, showing people how they can maximize what they get for the, you know, the bang for the buck, as the phrase is, I think is is the route you want to go. And that means that people are, you know, you don't want people thinking they got to spend thousands and thousands to get their dream kitchen when they could maybe spend 10% less and still have their dream kitchen just by buying sensibly. So I think it's that awareness of the of the pressures on people's pockets, but actually showing them that they can have great value and a great looking product for maybe a bit less, but they should still make that investment. I, th- I think that, you know, it's this bank, you know, maximising the bank for your buck in a recession is what you want to do, isn't it? And you know you'll get the payoff because it'll add the value to your house. I mean, a brand like yours, it's been around a long time, but it has an enormous amount of potential. I guess that's probably why you took the job, yeah, right? Yeah. But I think one of the things it's th- that this whole past few years has thrown up is that retailers are probably a little bit more open-minded about looking at new suppliers and looking at new brands that perhaps they haven't thought about before. And that must be a big area of opportunity for both them and you. Yeah, that's exactly right. We are throwing our weight entirely behind the kitchen sector and particularly supporting independents and 
you know, I think there's a job we can do given the circumstances we're looking at. And that and that's not just about having product available when people want a kitchen, because, you know, I mean, I listen, I listen to your podcast, big fan of it, you know, and, and certainly stories of people hanging around six, seven, eight months, even longer, actually, for a product is never great when you want to have your dream kitchen. So it's not, but it's not just about availability. I think one thing I've learned in my time in the industry, it's this business of trying to take pain away from the designer after after the kitchen's fitted because the last thing you want to do when you fitted a kitchen is then have to spend time sorting kind of snagging or appliance issues out so we're really gearing up our service promise to cater for that and really trying to make sure that when a designer kind of recommends CDA for your kitchen, that we're going to look after that client in the way they would expect us to do it. And so it's not a problem after the fitting for the designer and that they can they can trust us to deliver that high level of service. I know that that's been a challenge for us. It's been a challenge for brands in the past. But, you know, this for me is, is fundamentally a priority for CDA. Right. Okay. So there's opportunities, but obviously these are business owners and business leaders as well. What would you advise people to look out for, to really avoid? What would be the traps to be hyper aware of in 23? You kind of want to minimize your risk as much as possible, don't you, from a small business point of view. So choosing your partners carefully who can support your business, I think is really, really important. I think that goes both ways. And Obviously, I'm using CDA because, as you said, I'm very excited about the potential. But I think it's it's trying to have this symbiotic relationship. So you're understanding what's driving value for your partner and equally your partner's understanding what drives value for you. So if we can help with things like extended credit and it's useful, then we should do that equally. If From silly little things like partners getting their clients to write trust pilot reviews so you're getting that word of mouth marketing if you're doing a good job and all all, all these sorts of things and I, I i think there's also a job in helping as you said retailers are brilliant entrepreneurs and if, if we can help them drive footfall into their stores and there's ways we can do that you know whether it's featuring them on websites one of the things i've always loved about the kitchen industry is is the design nature of it you know the fact that it is about design and you know again so another way we can help is championing great design and giving that a showcase to our marketing channels as as well so you get this kind of symbiotic relationship because if you've got a clear strategy and you you fundamentally put the kitchen channel at the heart of that strategy then i think we can do a job helping people but equally kitchen retailers can do a job helping us if that's not too uh, i'm not trying to plug cda too much because i think that's probably the same for anyone but i think it is just being very clear about where your priorities lie and I do think these are the, some of the lessons that have come out of the last few years. You know, this the, this partnership element yeah. um, is, is something that lots of people have talked about for a very long time. But I think now, because of some of the issues that people have had, they really start to understand what that actually means. So, look, let's talk a little bit more about CDA, actually. We wouldn't thought it wrong with that. Um, <laughs> obviously, a lot of changes for you in 2022. You've really got your feet under the table there now. Where are you investing in, in 2023? You know, what about products and things like that? Are, are you? I'm presuming you're not holding back on bringing new ranges out. If we we're having this conversation a year from now where will you be well ultimately where i hope is that designers will be enthusiastically recommending us to their clients because we have brought some great new products you're absolutely right we're not holding back on product development far from it actually i want to up the uh, frequency of new product introductions and we just did a showcase about a month ago and we invited in some of our independent partners and showed them some new product ideas we're working on I'm very happy for you to come up and see those, Andrew. We've got some great new kind of freestanding fridges. I'm not going to go through the whole range now, but yes, we've got great new products. But I think the other the other place we've got to go on investing is stock. So we've identified a cool range for the kitchen showroom sector. Again, nothing radical there, but we're going to make sure that we invest and hold the stock 
that the kitchen sector needs to, to supply the customer when they want to fit the kitchen. So trusting us to do that and making sure we deliver on that. I'm really happy. We've got a really, really strong supply chain team. We've got an ex-Coke guy running that. And our forecast accuracy is just improving all the time because it's all about that kind of, you know, this is all about communication between both kitchen designers, ourselves and our factories. And if you haven't got that strong communication in place, you've got no chance on availability. But ours has improved as we've gone through this year, as we've dealt with all these issues. And that's a fundamental place where we will invest next year and in the following years as well. And then contact centres, you know, so we've got, I said, you know, service is paramount. So how we deliver that, and I'm, I'm delighted that we are still one of the brands with a contact centre sitting about 200 feet from me and, and our own engineer team out on the road. We've got a great response time to problems. And, and because we're training our own engineers, we've got a really good first time fix rate, which is, is what you need. Because when your appliance goes wrong, essentially all you want to do is get it fixed as quickly as possible. So kind of combining those elements, as you said, product being really, really attentive on service, making sure it's available when the customer wants. It's very simple. It's not difficult business is it Andrew you've been in it long enough you get those three elements right and and hopefully you see the rewards from it I have been in it a long time, Tom. Look, you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing this far too long. But there we go. That's all right. I just I just talk about it. I don't have to actually do it. That's the, that's the difference between you and I. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, it's always really interesting to talk to you. It's always really interesting to see what you're going to do with that brand. And we'll try this again in a year's time and see how right you've been, shall we? Yes, let's hope I am right. And do come up and visit us. I definitely will. Look, Merry Christmas to you, Dominic, and a very happy new year. And to you too.